the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. Aloha. Welcome to the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, here with my lovely wife, Beverly. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Well... Whenever you're listening to this, yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter when That's we record true. it because it just matters when they good listen. Good morning, but, uh, good afternoon, yeah, hello, good hello, evening. Hello, and aloha and mahalo, all that good stuff. We're not in Hawaii, but we will be soon. But I've decided, Yay. you know, I need to get more aloha in my life. I was thinking that today as I was getting dressed, I, I went to go put on my bow tie and stuff. And I decided today to wear an aloha shirt because summer is drawing, to, well, it's already over, but the warm weather is drawing to a close. So... I thought maybe maybe I just go with Aloha shirts. I could be the Aloha shirt guy, but it doesn't have the same ring as the bow tie guy. So I'm sticking with bow tie guy because I do love my bow ties. But Aloha. You know what though? I'm really sorry for those people who haven't been to Hawaii because everybody needs to experience Aloha. I really love that concept. Well, yes, and 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 we should be able to bring the Aloha without having to go to Hawaii. Although I do recommend going to Hawaii for some Aloha, but hopefully we're able to give you a little bit of Aloha in your ears. Uh, as you listen to this podcast, uh, you know what you can do to give us a little bit of aloha or just say mahalo to us for the podcast is let people know about the podcast. Uh, every week when I post the podcast, I see the numbers from the last week's podcast and it's always fun to see whether they go up or down and, and sometimes people binge and so I'll get like a big glut of them and sometimes it's like, oh wow, people didn't really listen to that one. I know they, they don't, you know, decide not to listen to it. You just either do or don't, but um, it's always nice to see a big number on the podcast and the best way to get a big number on the podcast and put a little aloha on my smiley face is to tell your friends to listen to the podcast, post it on your social media. We put it on our social media so you can like us or repost us or whatever. Tag us in your things and we'll, we'll like your stuff. We can do a little sherry sherry like that. Uh, if you really want to help get the word out about the podcast, you can give us a rating and a review on whatever podcatcher you're listening to. And uh, also, you know, a great way to help us out is to become part of our uh, Project Nehemiah to help rebuild our walls. We are, I'm holding my fingers close together. We are this close to getting uh, 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 our plans stamped uh, so we can actually start working on the building. So that would really be awesome to have your help. And you can do that by texting the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA, which is 925-5722. Enough of that stuff. On with the show. We are doing uh, a show today and we have what I like to call a word of the week. Uh, it started off as the big word of the week. It was the big wow. Uh, but our word of the week this week is... Um, Acedia. Let, let's let's let the, the computer say it. Acedia. Yeah, acedia, and acedia is apathy, oh. uh, spiritual or mental, just apathy or sloth or just being, you know, meh. So we don't want to be uh, suffering from acedia. We and this is another one that was sent in to me uh, by uh, by a listener. Um, but we don't want to suffer from that. Uh, so if you do suffer from that, subtract 10 bonus points. Ooh. But if you can use the word, give yourself 10. So maybe you <laughs> suffer and then you use the word so you can, you can, you can get ahead on this. It's, it's, easily, it's easily done, folks. You can, you can game the system for sure uh, on that. Also, I'd like to say today uh, is Water Day 54. <gasps> yeah. Tomorrow... Um, 
on Wednesday will be 55 and that will be my last official day of drinking one gallon a day because I decided I wanted to try to drink a gallon up until I got to a 55 gallon drum, which is a big drum. So I'm gonna do that and I'm gonna back it down because it's getting cooler and it's harder to drink and I'm getting acid reflux from all the acid and I'm craving salt because I'm flushing so much through my system. Uh, so I'm gonna back down to about a half a gallon a day, but uh, here we go. There's a sip off the Good old job, one gallon uh, drink container. Uh, I'm not having acedia when it comes to the no, water. No, you're not. So Bev, um, we were talking about things to talk about and we ran through and and this is the first time that I've I've done this that I've put the the theme of the show with the song of the week of the show and I, I Bev asked what the song of the week was and she said oh that would be a good topic to talk about so I was like hey I like it let's do a show on this so we're we're talking today about money money is uh an interesting topic. Uh, in 1 Timothy 6.10, it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. It doesn't say that money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money is the root of all evil. Uh, so, you know, money is a, I hate to use the word necessary, yeah. but in our society, in our culture, it's necessary. We don't work on a barter system anymore. So uh, trading is not as big of a thing as it used to be. So having money in order to get things done, pay bills, have the electric turned on, buy the the fancy device that you're listening to this podcast on for me to store. I, I can't do bartering with these no, uh, cloud companies. I got to give them some money. So money is basically a necessary thing for us in the society and culture that we live in. So we can't just eradicate money, but I can see where money causes problems in life for me, for other people, for uh, for countries, cultures, whatever, you know, there's always talk about the economy, especially when it comes into an election year. Believe me, folks, we got an election year coming up in 24. If you don't hear about the economy, I'll eat my shoe. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's going to be part of the, the debate and the topics of, of conversation. So Bev, what, when, when you hear people talking about money, what is your, your initial instinct? Is that something, a topic that you lean to, lean away from, uh, are intrigued by, or frustrated by? What? Give me your general thoughts on money. My general thoughts on money. When I hear about money, I immediately get a, a minor stomach ache. I do. I don't like thinking about money at all. It. Uh, I love what it can get for me, but I also hate what it can cause for me. And Say uh, more about that for us. Um, I... I forget that we have a limited amount of money in our checkbook, mm -hmm. you know, available to us at our disposal. And uh, I do my job really well to keep uh, consumers, you know, as a consumer, to keep businesses in business. Uh, I am that person that at the checkout aisle, I'll be looking at all the final little things that'll catch my eye. It is it is difficult it. to go through yeah. the checkout stand without buying some gum. That, I was just always going to grab the, some the gum. The pack yep. of gum. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so I I don't trust myself with money. I'm scared of myself. I'm scared. I'm not a great saver. Uh, I used to be somewhere in in life that broke for me. I broke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you're I, broke? 
No. Well, if you're broke, I'm broke. You're right. That, <laughs> ooh, yeah. No, I don't use that word, I'm broke, because or I'm broken. I, I guess this one is broke. correct yeah, to yeah, say yeah. broke. Um, I hate people. No, I don't hate people. I hate wow, it when that let's word, just, that's, sorry. That's, that's going to be your end clip right yeah, there. Yeah, that's right there. Yeah. People, people just now <laughs> say, <laughs> yeah, right, right. I hate people. No, I, <laughs> ooh, that's awful. I don't like it when that word gets misused, yeah. broke, broken. Uh, anyway, I am not a good manager of money. Uh, and I get nervous every time. I could be really compulsive on getting the checkbook out at least once a week and seeing where our numbers are. And yeah. if I feel that we're headed toward the zero balance, well, I get see, really nervous. I, you know, I hear you saying this, but I also know you and I, I do see that, that you are much more apt to balance the checkbook several times. If, if I were running the zoo, uh, when I was single before we got married, I balanced my checkbook when the bank sent me my statement. I would balance it once a month. And I can recall when you were taking care of finances for your dad that you would balance that checkbook, <laughs> you know, several times a week for him to make sure that it was mm -hmm. all squared away and that, you know, if he bought something, you'd, you'd take care of it in the checkbook right away. And well, that was a topic of conversation. Every time he called me, he was, he would be asking me, you know, where am I? So maybe I yeah. maybe I inherited that from yeah. somebody well, else. Well, I, I would I would qualify you as a diligent um, financier I, you uh, in know, terms of that. You right, know, you're a and lot I, more dedicated than than I am. Now we both can tend to when we want to get something, we can indulge. Yeah, you we know, can. It, 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 I am likely to, you know, be strolling through the aisles at Home Depot and uh, mm. well, just yesterday we were at Home Depot <laughs> and they have, uh, I'm hoping I'm not causing problems in anybody's life right now, but I have recently found at Home Depot that they have a dedicated clearance rack. There's several of them in different departments yes. have them. And so someone pointed me at it one time and I found a deal. And so I was there yesterday and a guy was standing there and we were both looking, he said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just checking to see what's on the clearance rack. And I said, listen, I'm finding out if there's something that I can't live without as well. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't need anything, but they might change my mind. And he said, yeah, he found a great deal. And one time I found a great deal. So, you know, it's, it's easy for me to justify what I want. It's easy for me to justify, look, I'm at Starbucks, so I'm buying a cup of coffee because this is what I'm doing today. And then to look, uh, well, just for instance here, I'm going to start a fight in my own family. This, you, know, you won't hear about it because it'll be after we push pause. But I go to Starbucks every, not every day, several times a week, you know, three to five times a week. I'm at Starbucks uh, writing. And, and now that we're not in the prison right now, um, I'm there more frequently, uh, at least three days a week, sometimes five mornings a week. And I'll buy my cup of coffee, even though I'm drinking a gallon of water. And I get a short dark roast and I get it in my own personal cup. So it's $2.55, 10 cent discount for my own personal cup. So it's $2.45 a day that I'll spend there. Now, when Bev goes, Bev will get uh, an Americano. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be more like $3 or something like that. And I'll think, well, what are you made of money? I'm spending two forty-five, and you're spending $3. Come on now. And I will get all hoity-toity about that kind of stuff. But then I'll go and be like, but this drill was half price <laughs> and, and, and feel completely justified in that. And, and, you know, Bev might go and say, well, I needed, uh, you know, this orchid plant. She got an orchid plant the other day and 
we have orchids, but she got another orchid plant and it was, it was a good deal. Uh, so we can, it's, I think it's, what I'm saying is it's very easy to self-justify what I want and say, this is legitimate. Well, and I justify it for you and you justify it for we me. We have been we- very, uh, I don't want to say good to each other that way. We've been very lenient with each other throughout our marriage, especially early on. We would definitely let the other person have what we wanted. And sometimes I would do that because I knew if you got what you wanted, then I can get what I wanted. Yeah, true, uh, true. But, you know, I, I think about it this way, too. I remember when we were talking about um, getting solar and one of the things that I, I remember we discussed is the fact that we have cut back so much on on certain things that um, we can't cut anymore. And I will I will take some credit for that because when I got arrested and lost my job, I lost my salary, and so that meant we had to cinch the belt way in, and we we're good at cinching the belt up. I mean, we were literally literally people. This is not being figurative or hyperbolic. This is the truth. We turned off all the stuff. We turned off the cable and we were doing over the air and we were using, literally using oil lamps. Yes, we were. And moving around the house with an oil lamp after the lights went out because we were trying to cut back and save so much. And when you get to that point, there's not a lot more you can cut back on. You can make small savings, but yeah, we have learned to be very frugal and stretch that penny into copper wire uh, so that does make it difficult if you need to cut back even more. That that does make it difficult. Now, Bev will tell you, you know, I'm I'm a TV sports guy, and one of the <laughs> largest monthly budgets that we have comes from our streaming accounts. You know, we we spend probably if we add it all up, you know, probably close to two hundred dollars a month on streaming yeah. stuff that could be cut out. Um, yeah. But then I Happy have to birthday, cut out my heart. Merry Christmas, yeah. <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day, yeah. all of that wrapped in one. But you know what, though, I'm go- I I wish I could rewind this podcast well, already. Yeah. yeah, there you go, and take out the I hate people because I didn't mean to let that come out that way. That was not what I meant to say. It's okay. You've but now said it twice. Twice. Yeah. Yeah, but the the thing I do hate is I hate the fear of thinking that someday I'm gonna go and see that there is a charge on our banking account for a, you know, for a check that bounced. That is oh, something that, that just goes up my back. And I, and I think part of it is, I never want to get there, mm-hmm. but it gripes me so much that you don't have the money in the checking account, and yet they're going to charge you more for that and you know there's nothing i can do about that however my immediate response when that has happened in the past and it hasn't happened in a very very long time is i was irresponsible i made a mistake in my checkbook i didn't mean it's never like we're out there and think we have two dollars in our checking account hey let's go to dinner we don't do that right but Sometimes there really is an error. And and I could say that the few times that we've gotten a charge like that, I don't ever remember it happening the next month. You know, we learned that no. lesson. Right. And, and, you know, on the times when we have done that, it has been through uh, some sort of an oversight where we just weren't being as diligent as we should be <laughs> with it. And it has yeah. been... Uh, uh, quite a long t- time. So I don't remember the last time we had oh gosh, an me neither on the thing. So, but but in on another note, 
Um, yeah, I, there's sometimes, ooh, I hate to admit this, but sometimes there is a little jealousy and envy in my life for those people who seem to have, well, let's just say it this way. I had a friend this last weekend who told me, I'm going shopping tomorrow with my sister. And I remember you saying, oh, you're going shopping? And what are you going to buy? And and she said, I don't know, just stuff. And she got very, like, uh, at that point, really defensive. And I'm thinking to myself, who has the money to just go off and go shopping for the day? I, we don't have that in our budget, you know. And so when I look at that, I get kind of a negative feeling toward the people who seem to have the freedom to just go shopping whenever they want to. And yet I know that we did that mm-hmm. in the past. I'm just trying to be real here. Yeah. So you talked about what are some of the negative things that have happened? What do I feel when we talk about money? Those things cross my mind. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're going to jump into our song of the week which like I said fits in with this. It also fits in with Oldies in October. Oh, Hashtag yeah. Oldies in October. Uh, and so this is an oldie from uh, a band back in the day. Uh, this is from, uh, gosh, when is this song? I'm trying to find it. It doesn't show me the date on this. Um, anyhow, the band is Manic Drive, uh, and the song is called Money, and it is from their album, epic that came out in we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna check it out here we're gonna check it out hang on let hang me guess on. wait don't tell me i would say 19 nope 2011 oh 2011 really? yeah so here we go manic drive money from the epic album back in 2011 oldies in october we'll be seeing on the other side of the break right now here's manic drive There you go a little bit of auto-tune magic for you there from manic drive thanks to uh, kimberly for giving us basically most of the songs for oldies in october uh she just bombarded me with a bunch of oldies songs and so i was like well we guess we'll do oldies in october uh so there you go manic drive uh with money bev what do you what do you say what do you know i i have to go back to the very beginning of this podcast and you were talking about money and how we need it 
that it's necessary. It's something that we have to have in our world today because we don't, we don't barter anymore. And so two lines jumped out at me, and that was, don't need no vault of money, don't need my own treasury. Mm. And I thought, well, it's so interesting that they use the word need when you just talked about money being uh, a need. But the, the one, jo- the one um, lyric, no, oh shoot, I'm sorry. It, it talked about how there was no price on his soul. I lost it here. Oh, my soul can never be sold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't really have a lot to say about that. I just, I, I think of the, the old saying, you know, I've never seen anybody uh, with a pile of gold behind the hearse. Right, you yeah. You know, pulling the hearse because you can't take it with you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I look at this and uh, it says... Um, a penny for my thoughts. Oh, better yet, I'll give them for free because money don't mean anything. Mm. If can't, cash can't buy me love, then I don't need no currency. Wow. Uh, and, and basically saying that, you know, Christ gives us our worth, not the money, not our bank account. Um, I have said for a very long time, and I stole this line from uh, Audio Adrenaline, I'm a, a rich, poor man. Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, I don't have a huge amount of zeros after the decimal in the bank account or before the decimal and and that's a good thing because i would just squander it on donuts and candy (laughs) it would not be well used uh in a lot of instances so i'm glad that god keeps me humble and makes it so that you know that this if i if i lived on what this podcast generated I would not live well, right, uh, right. but it does help us to make things go in the ministry. And, and I like that God keeps me comfortable and we can do everything else for the ministry because when I get too comfortable, I get lazy and I start doing things. So it's good for me to keep perspective by not doing it. When I was in college, I worked at Baskin Robbins and um, one of the things about me is I will, whatever I'm doing, I will put myself into that. If I'm yes, digging a ditch, will. I will dig the heck out of that ditch. And when I was selling ice cream, I was selling ice cream and having a good time with it. I'm going to enjoy people and, and people come spend their hard earned money. So let's give them a little bit of entertainment and a good time. And so the guy talked to me and said, Hey, I'd like to hire you for my business. And I'm thinking, this is great. So, you know, he, I, give my phone number and he calls and he comes over to the house and it turns out he wanted me to be an Amway salesperson. For oh. <laughs> and uh, I said, yeah, it's not for me. And he came back. His final pitch to me was, you know, he's showing me this book with all the, you know, diamond club members or whatever, oh, that, wow. you know, have all the fancy stuff. And he said, Paul, don't you want to be rich? And I said, no, I don't. I don't want to be rich. And I've never wanted to be rich and have a gazillion dollars because I don't want the responsibility no. of being responsible with that. I like the responsibility of, of, of spending some money and I do enjoy some things. I, I, I would love the luxury of being able to just say, you know what, I'm going to coffee every day this week right. and I don't have to buy the small one and then get the free refill all day long so that I can, you know, stretch my dollar. But it keeps me humble and it makes me keep my head on straight. So I don't just go willy-nilly and just throw in money around like Scrooge McDuck. 
Yeah, when we were having our uh, uh, garage sale with our friends uh, just a few weeks past, uh, there was a lady there, and she was going to purchase uh, one of our pieces of furniture. And she happened to mention that um, her husband's family, she, she said something about being divorced, and she said, my husband's family won the lottery. And she said that was the beginning of the end of our marriage because she said suddenly I was finding that, you know, he was coming home and buying everything under the sun that he'd ever wanted. And she said it just, it took him away from me and the mm -hmm. love of, of me. Um, and it's, it's really sad what money can do when you talk well, about that. Yeah, I've never wanted to be rich. Yeah, when, when I get my eyes focused on things, and I was bad about this, when we were both working, uh, you know, teaching jobs and, and making a decent salary, I was getting um, a new computer, you know, every year or so. And I, you know, when we started getting cell phones, you know, before iPhone, I, I would get a new phone sometimes twice a year, upgrade my phone. And I would justify it. Oh, this is this is important. I want this, you know. And I would get, I, I can remember getting the new computer and what I would always do, getting the new computer because, you know, back then, you know, we're talking the late nineties and early two thousands speed was a thing. And, and you know, you're, you'd get a faster processor. So I would, I would start up the computer and I'd see how fast it would boot up and I would mm -hmm. run a program and see how fast it would do. But mm -hmm. I had the same software, same stuff. Yes. So after the first 10 minutes, there was nothing really new to do with the computer. It was just the same computer, just doing the same stuff a little bit faster. And then I, the next day I'd be like, oh, there's a new computer coming out. Oh, wow. Gotta have this one. I remember reading my mountain bike magazines and I eventually canceled my subscription because I, I was reading and I was justifying in my mind uh, a set of cranks for my mountain bike. Cranks are the, the things that hold the pedal, the, the stick that comes out and, and just hold the pedal. And they were, special metal alloy with holes drilled in them so they were lighter and it made it you know that, that crank is the thing that goes around the most so you save some weight so you don't 700 dollars oh, wow. for these cranks and this was in the 90s that i'm talking wow. about and i was thinking yeah i can justify that i need these and i thought slow down charlie brown this is <laughs> you're getting a little nutty because i just i i, I bought into the retail myth that you've got to have the next big thing and it doesn't make me happy it doesn't it doesn't solve my problems it just makes me have less money in my bank account or be deeper in debt which is more likely the case and those momentary joys are fleeting they don't last long like i, I just watched a hummingbird come to our hummingbird feeder it was there and then it was gone yeah. And that's the way the joy is of buying the new stuff. It's, yeah. it's there and it's gone. Yeah. Um, there's a couple things I want to say. Number one, I remember that time. And the reason why I remember that time is not too many years back, we completely went through our house and got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And there was a whole closet full of old computer software. And I remember you parting with it and putting it in the trash can. And you said, there's probably thousands. No. Thousands. It was about a hundred thousand dollars worth of software. worth of software that was now obsolete. Yeah. Now, just to be clear, folks, I didn't pay a hundred thousand no. dollars for it. A lot of it I got 
discounted or as beta software or whatever, but the full retail price in the trash can was six figures of unusable, outdated software. So it's laying out there in a landfill somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. not serving any purpose. And so, so many things can be like that. And I wasn't pointing to you particularly, but I can think of that in my life when I go through my house and I have been doing that lately, our house and getting rid of stuff. And it's just like, gosh, I spent money on that. And now I'm just throwing it away. Um, I do want to mention though, I think that a lot of things go back to our childhood too. Um, I think about my, my my family growing up we were we were just like kind of middle of the road we weren't wealthy we weren't poor we were just comfortable uh, but we lived on a very tight budget and I remember my mom going uh, shopping with us before school would start and I remember her spending 99 cents for a white blouse because she would always buy us a white sleeveless blouse to go to school with to start out the school year. 99 cents, if it was more than 99 cents, she just wouldn't buy it. And so I learned, that's when in my life that I learned to save because my parents saved. Mm -hmm. And so I was really good about that until probably I started teaching. When I started teaching full-time here in Ridgecrest, I think that's when I started spending money because I made more money than I'd ever made in my life. Um, but I think about you growing up and your family, uh, well, you know, it seemed to me your family was very, very comfortable in their money, but they didn't spend. Yes. So you were not allowed to spend. You were taught don't spend. If it if it wasn't a blue light special, it wasn't going to be on my feet or my back, folks. No. I mean, it, all of my clothes were were blue light specials yeah. and uh, my parents would buy like 10 of the same shirt <laughs> yeah. and we'd wear it every and single the, day. It'd be the, a clean one, but it was, you know, we looked like ragamuffins because of that. Yeah. And I, I would imagine that people did not know that your parents were amassing a small fortune in their banking account for sure. Um, I, I just think that somewhere we make those internal vows um, when we're younger and you and I are, we're not young anymore, but we go back and look at that and we think that will never happen to me again. I will never let that happen to me. I will never be embarrassed by looking like a ragamuffin yeah. or uh, having people look at me and think, man, that kid is poor. Um, I don't know. There's something about that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, we have talked about the bad part of money, but there are good, I mean, money can do it sure can. good things. Yeah. And that's, you know... One of the blessings that we've had here at Messed Up Ministries is we had somebody partner with us and make uh, a sizable donation to the ministry to make it so that we can get things done for our building, which is going to help dozens and dozens of people yes. over the years to find their peace through Christ, through recovery, through our prison ministry, through job training, and just loving people, we're gonna be able to do that because of that. And so I don't wanna get on a thing and just you know, have money burning in effigy. Money can help and, and do very good things. And if you are blessed to have it, amen to you for doing good things with yes. it and, and helping out because it does make things go. And we've always said with the, the ministry, if it's God's will, it's God's bill and he will find a way to make things happen. And 
I never thought I'd have a building. No. <laughs> but God no. gave me a building. And then we got the building and I thought, this building needs a lot of work. And we have been begging for money on the thing. Yes. And I get one of the number one comments I get from people is, I talk too much and interrupt people. <laughs> and the second one is, man, you say a lot of stuff before you start the show. And, and you know, we're asking for your financial support. And we're blessed that a lot of people have done that. But until this major donation came, I didn't know how we were going to make this building yeah. happen. I just didn't know. I just kept on believing if we keep asking, it'll it'll show up. And and I'm not asking you to stop. And I'm not going to no. stop asking because we we can put your money to good use. Everything helps. We, Everything we definitely helps. have the need for financial infusions in our ministry so that we can do more things. And um, it, it can be a huge blessing. And because people have chosen to bless us, it makes it so we can afford to, as retired people, we, we don't, we have no income other than in Bev's retirement, but we don't work jobs where we get a paycheck. We're able to drive, you know, tens of thousands of miles each year to go to prisons as volunteers without getting a paycheck on it. Yeah. And, and you people are the ones who make that happen. You people who have, have texted to give, make it so that we can afford to do that so the ministry can help us with our gas and, and get the building done. And it's it's beautiful that you're able to do that because that's the hugest blessing in my life is going into that prison and, and being able to do, to answer God's call in my life. And, and like I said, it was God's will, it was God's bill, and he came through and used you guys and ladies to make that happen. Yeah, I... And- in um, talking about that, we said we were going to talk about the good things of money. I, I don't often reflect on my own life and think, okay, where should I be celebrating the changes that God has made in me? But I can tell you that this is um, one of the greatest contributors to the joy that I have in my life is the fact that God is breaking down my prior fear of having money and having enough money by doing this sending me into the prison with you um i'm I'm trying to make a whole bunch of statements come together to, to to make sense here but god has changed my heart in such a way that now one of my biggest priorities and one of my biggest goals of the month when I get my paycheck, uh, my retirement check, is to make sure we have enough money in the to put gas in the car mm-hmm. so that we can travel. Yeah. And um, it used to be... Travel where, to the prison. Yeah, yeah. It used to be, where can I spend? But it's now, where can I save so that we can keep having money for gas so that and the maintenance on the car because... I don't mind doing that. I love doing that. When yeah. we say we're going to go fill up the car so we can go to the prison, hey, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't need other stuff. I don't need clothes. I don't need those fancy groceries. I don't need that uh, extra cup of coffee. I want money to put gas in the car so that we can meet needs of prisoners. And that that lights my fire. And that God has shifted that in my heart and mm-hmm. in my head is a major praise uh, for me. And I feel a lot of freedom in that. I feel good about realizing that that's one of the ways God has changed me. Amen. Amen. Well, 
Uh, thank you. You know, if if you feel like, oh, Bev is oh, telling me she has one more. You thing know what? To say. One of the one of the points that I wanted to make um, was I just recently read in my devotions. If you go back and look in your Bible, yes, people, uh, that was a paper page in yes, the Bible being yes, turned. Yes, I write all over it. Uh, Luke sixteen tells a story about a rich man, um, and he was what he did was he asked his manager to leave. He said, you're, you're, I'm basically letting you go. And, um, the manager was not a great manager, but what he decided to do is he decided to be very shrewd with the money. Uh, and what he did was he took many of the people that were debtors to that company and he cut their debt. So he went to each person and said, you know, you owe me $1,000. Uh, I'm going to cut it to $500 or whatever. And they paid him. And then he ended up taking that money back to his uh, boss. And the boss said he was shrewd and wise in what he did. And I never really thought about, and I'm probably butchering this story, but never really thought the what the importance was of that story or how it was teaching me something. And I have written out to the side Use the power of money to give and forgive. And then the other thing I have written is make friends with your money so that you can bring people to Christ. Mm. So God, you know, God blesses us. And are you saying use your money to make friends or be a friend of the money that you have? Use your money to lead people to Christ. Okay. So that you can make a friend. Um, you can look at your money in a different way. You can see your money as someone or something that's helpful to you to or in order to make connections with people who need Christ. Okay. That means, so you're using it as a vehicle to get right. through a conduit. Um, and instead of wondering wherever penny is going to go to now start thinking, Lord, this is your money. It's not my money. So help me to remember that to use your money to reach people for Christ instead of saying it's my money. Gotcha. So it takes it out of my hands and puts it back in God's where it belongs in the first place. So anyway, I just thought that was a cool story and I had never, I had missed the point of that story. So God is saying, be wise mm -hmm. in how we spend it. And, um, one of the ways we can witness to people is by using the money that he's blessed us with. Amen. Amen. So. Well, um, hopefully you have found some blessing in this and we encourage you to be wise stewards. One of the things that we do in part of our programs at the prison with the Prison Fellowship Academy is teaching the inmates how to write a budget and work on a budget mm -hmm. and manage their finances. And that's a great joy. So if you don't, uh, feel like you have a good handle on that, uh, you can check out uh, your local churches. Somebody's probably teaching a Dave Ramsey course or just check that out online. There's lots of different things, but we've had a lot of success using Dave Ramsey's methods. Um, if you're curious about that and you don't know how to find the resources, you can contact me, email me at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or send me a text or call me at 760-608-1942. Uh, if you want to take some of the extra money that you have 
What a fun sound. That was a fun sound. I don't know what that meant, but nice. Uh, but if you want to take some of the extra money that you have in your uh, budget every month and allocate it to us, we would love to partner with you financially. You can uh, text the word MUM to 760-WALLS-CA. That's 925-5722. And that'll take you to our text to give. If you're in Ridgecrest this weekend, um, which is going to be, what is that, October uh 15th we're having our mummage sale at the mum building <laughs> we're gonna take That's all funny. the extra stuff that we have and some things that people have given and do a little sale to raise some funds for the ministry as well so check us out there at the corner of ridgecrest boulevard and norma but uh we hope that you guys have great weeks uh we are only just into oldies in october so we've got a couple more oldies in october coming up for you and we will be doing some more shows got a, a guest next week who is uh, uh an awesome a friend of mine uh, who spent time with Prison Fellowship and Celebrate Recovery and Recovery Alive and is doing great things. Uh, so next week we'll have uh, my friend James on. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, for right now, we hope that your week goes great and we'll see you next time. We mess it up. And I just want the last words that you hear not to be, I hate people, but I love people. There you go. We'll see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. I hate people.